I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared, something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carver. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Okay, we are rolling. Uh, love it. So what's the situation? Have we got questions? Uh, just, uh, let me let me record an intro here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, this is... Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop fidgeting. <laughs> it's a chair. This is uh, Roz Weston, and I wrote a book called A Little Bit Broken, and if you are listening to this, then you signed up for the um, pre-sale incentive, which was promised a podcast, and the the, the promised podcast was to explain um, some things and answer some questions that I had said that you guys will 100% have. Uh, This is all happening after the release of the video of the secret final chapter, where I proposed to my then-girlfriend, Catherine Holland. And uh, uh, we hope that uh, we're going to have a conversation today and sort of bring you guys through that entire process and how the hell did she not know? How did we keep it all a secret? Um, All that stuff. So I would like to welcome to the podcast uh, my fiance. Oh. Catherine Hall. Want to Catherine make sure that that Holland. microphone is straight in front of your face, love? Yeah, yeah. can you hear just, me? No? Yeah, yeah, just... just. I don't want to muck it up. No, you're not going to... This thing moves like this. Look, you can move this. Hold on here. There you go. Ah, uh, that's that yeah, better, right? It's much better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so great. how are you? I'm good. Pause for one second. Can yes. you hear when I drink coffee? Can you hear that? Yeah, you don't drink coffee during this. <laughs> Um, Yeah, of course we can. Uh, So I guess the big question that uh, a lot of people have is how are you feeling now that the secret is out? Oh, my gosh. Finally. It's so strange to have the most epic proposal ever and then wait two months to be able to tell anybody about it. Three months? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it is three months. eh? Honestly, it's a weird knee-jerk reaction to not talk about it. When people say, like, congrats, I'm like, yeah, 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 shh. Don't tell anybody. So we we did the, the proposal happened the end of June. And um, like I had said, I, I'd started writing this book two years ago and I knew how it was going to end. I knew that it was going to end with a proposal. And the the line that I, that I wrote when I said that I wrote it first, I didn't write the whole last chapter first, but the line that I wrote first was the line that said, um, when you choose the person you're spending the rest of your life with, you're also choosing the person who will tell your story when you're gone. And if you're lucky, you'll choose somebody who only sees the best in you. And then that was sort of it. Um, that was the, the part that I wrote when I knew that it was going to be the, it was going to be the proposal. Um, and so I held on to that for two, almost two years, a year and a half during the writing process. Um, and 
when I submitted the book to the publisher, I didn't give them the last, they, they had no idea, the publisher had no idea that the last chapter was going to be a proposal until the day I submitted everything. Um, and they were like, what the hell is this? Like it was, it was, it was, it was crazy. And then it was a matter of keeping the publisher quiet because, you know, this is something that will get out. And so people were sworn to secrecy because the, now it became a game of everybody working to just make sure Catherine didn't find out because, because <laughs> right. I had booked the day, which was June 26th, I believe it was when we were going to shoot the, the, the proposal. And so let's start with that day um, real quick. So you had no idea what was going on. Uh, No. And also, first of all, I feel like for context, you need to tell people that the way you sold this day was, first of all, I was supposed to be leaving for Berlin that day. Yeah. And what all Ross said was, oh, actually, I have like... um, like, I have something, like, a sort of a family thing that I'm planning on us doing that day. Uh, it's not a big deal, but, I, like, I put a little bit of work into it. So is it okay if you leave the next day? And I was like, oh, yeah, wah, 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 thinking yeah. nothing of it. I'm like, oh, what, are we going to go boating or something? Like, clearly something like this. Because Ross had just sort of uh, wrapped up at ET, and I was like, okay, let's just go do something fun to celebrate. I'm guessing this is the situation. Uh, so, yeah, that was the way this was sold to me. And yeah. then, <laughs> And then from there, Roz left. The night before, mm-hmm. I did not know where he was going. I think eventually he ended up telling me that he was heading to our cottage. And then I had absolutely no context for what was going on. And I thought, oh, whatever. I mean, Roz is super sweet and loves surprises. So I figured he was doing something cute, maybe setting something up at the cottage. And then um, the next morning, I received a text with just like super vague instructions. <laughs> and then we had to start our day from there. I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared. Something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. Do you want to maybe tell them uh, what you sent? Yeah, no. So I just sent the, I sent Catherine and Roxy, our kid, a video that was just like, hey, you know, be at this address at this specific time. And that was the, and you see, if you look at the video, that's the hotel where there was hair mm-hmm. and makeup um, already, already set up for them. And then it was text this number when you arrived. Yeah. And it was the number of the, the, the onsite producer and the, the camera um, crew that was, uh, that was there so they could, you know, shoot everything and wire them up with microphones, but they had no idea what was, what was going on. And the important thing for me was when I hired the crew to shoot all this. So there was three camera, a director, um, the, there was like audio and a producer and hair, makeup, assistants, everything. When I hired everybody, I told every single one of them a different story of what was happening that day. So nobody knew what they were actually shooting and nobody knew what they were actually hired to do because they were all told a different lie. And one was just because I didn't, I, 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 if it got out, it was not going to be the truth. And then I would know who the mole was, who, 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 <laughs> so who, who, the, who, the, who the weak link was. So sneaky. Oh my gosh. Um, and, but also I didn't want people... I want if they started talking about what they were there for, it would have been very confusing because nobody had the full story of what it was. And I feel and so, so bad because it's all our friends as well. Yeah, I'm so sure nobody they were all knew. So confused. Yeah, yeah, so nobody knew. Nobody on that day knew until I said, um, I, "Catherine has no idea, but I'm proposing to her today." And that's when everybody was like, "What the hell?" Like on set, like just the crew and everything yeah. were like, "Oh my god." Okay, so a couple of questions. Um, 
How did you not know that this was coming? Who? Yeah, you. Like, um, because I wrote I don't the know, book. We literally never talked about. It no, before. true, true, and I and I think okay, let's let's start there because I think that that's a, that's a part of the story in the in the final chapter is that we never discussed we never really discussed marriage, um, and why do you think that is? Um, I don't know. I think that we always sort of looked at it as, as you know, if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, yeah. everything was just sort of going great, and I think that. Um, I don't know. I certainly I'm definitely more of a private person than you are. And um, I don't know. I think that I've just never really felt like I needed that. Yeah. I I never really was ever sort of, you know, dreaming of my wedding. I think that nothing against weddings, obviously. I mean, I'm totally down to have one. Yeah. Um, but it just was never sort of like that goal. I think for me, it was more about sort of you know, sustaining this relationship and making sure that everything was going great in the day to day. And I also sort of like in the unmarried period that you are actively still choosing each other every day. I like that there's no sort of assumption, uh, even though, I mean, the second you have a kid together, I mean, you're, you're together forever. I mean, this is the situation, Yeah. but I, I do sort of like that sort of, um, you know, that almost like lingering where it's like every day is a choice and you've got to really Bring your A game today, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, because I had said, you know, one of the, the ways that I put it in the book was that, you know, there's just no way to level up. Like when, you, when you're at that level of sort of love and, you know, being parents together and, you know, having the relationship that we do, you know, like it's like where do you go from here? Like, like nothing else would seem any grander than the way that we already lived our lives together. And so it was never a topic of conversation because it was never a way to sort of, you know, prove to each other anything. And, and like I had said, you know, anything more would almost feel greedy. Like things were so good that anything more would almost feel, would almost feel greedy. I um, totally agree. Although I, I will say that, um, being proposed to. Yes. um, Was it awesome? (laughs) It was great. Obviously. Epic proposal. I don't know what I'm supposed to do to, um, top that. Clearly. I feel like it's gonna take me 30 years to think of it. I'll get there. Um, but I will say getting engaged at this sort of stage of our relationship after 17 years is like really lovely because it does feel almost like, um, like a vow renewal. Yeah. Which I think yeah. is really, really nice because um, I think had we been married very early in our relationship, it's sort of you do grow into each other, right? And maybe you grow closer and maybe you grow further apart. And I really like with us that, you know, I think we did only grow closer with time. And I mm-hmm. think that especially after COVID and all the horrible stuff everybody has been going through for the past few years, it's really nice to be able to have that sort of, you know, sense of validation and that um, – you know, like feeling feeling chosen, you mm-hmm. know, I feel like is is a lovely feeling, of course. Um, so just a couple of quick things that we can burn through real, real fast. Tell me. Um, why was there no ring in the video? Why was there no ring with the proposal? And my side of this is that, um, one, there was a, I, I had a fake ring there. A that lovely I was, that Amazon I was, ring. Yeah, that I was going to use. And it looked beautiful. <laughs> Um, but I couldn't go and ring shop for two different reasons. One, it would have got out. Somebody would have seen me doing this. Who works at a store would have been some super fan of the show. It would have got out. Uh, but also, I don't want to be the one that picks Catherine's ring. You know, like I, your tastes are very specific. And when it came to using a fake one in the video, um, I had a fake one, and it was giant. 
And if you then turn around after the fact and the ring you choose is smaller than that one, I look like the one, who, the guy who was flexing for the video. <laughs> and then, and then, and then the actual ring that I got you was super cheap. So, so that ring, there was a fake ring, which is still in a box in the drawer uh, where we shot that, uh, where we shot the footage. Um, but, uh, but were you, it let down in any way because there was no ring? I honestly didn't even think about it. Like, I already wear my Nan's uh, wedding ring, and they were together for over 65 years, yeah. and I love being able to wear her ring. So I honestly really didn't even think about it. Right. And then after the fact, people always go like, oh, my gosh, let me show the ring. And I was like, oh, wait, right, that's the thing. I guess yeah. I should get thinking on that. So, yeah, I... I don't know. I've never really Googled wedding rings before. Yeah. I don't really have any uh, wedding ring aesthetics, so uh, I guess I got some work to do in that, <laughs> that uh, department. An, another, but I would have been grateful for anything. I I, I I think I know that about you. I know that I know that about you. But I think that your your tastes are so specific that you need to be one hundred percent involved. Um, because there was a period at the very very beginning of all of this, um, when I started planning all of this, I had one thought where I was like, God damn, what if I just got an entire wedding together and I oh flew God. in your family. Oh my God. And I had all these surprises and, and, and everything. And there was just no way to contain that. Um, but that's the same sort of thing because when, when, you know, we had a conversation on that day after I, after the proposal happened where you were like, Hey, I'm sort of glad that this wasn't like a wedding because I want to be a part, part of, of that. I want to plan course, that. Yeah. And I realized that, you know, yes, of course, you know, I never, I, I wouldn't have done that. But although I did think about it for, you know, about, <laughs> about a week and a half that it might've been, that it might've been cool. But a ring is sort of the same way. You know, like the proposal was my proposal to you, right? Mm-hmm. So I felt that it was okay that I had that that much control over it. But the, the ring is the sort of same thing about the, the wedding, which is I just wouldn't do that without you. Like I just wouldn't, I wouldn't go and buy a ring without you. To me, that seems weird. Maybe some people do it. I wouldn't do that. I think it's weird. I don't know. I mean, I, I whatever. Think that, I, know I think it's a that, fun thing we can do together. But I think that it's your tastes too, right? Like I, I want to make sure it would mean more to me if you got something that really, you know, that really, you know, hit you, you know, both aesthetically and, you know, just your own personal style and taste. Like it's, Sure. You know, I, I totally hear you. Very, yeah. very much appreciate that. But as I said, honestly, anything from you is lovely. Yeah. I, w- I mean, I would have been grateful for anything. Do not need it. Um, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> are you going to change your last name? That was another big question. I don't know. I mean, I feel my like... My vote I, is no. I, I mean, I've been Catherine Holland forever. Yeah. I mean... My vote is no. My my vote, if I get a vote in your name, yeah. which let's go back to... Let's 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 just for one second say that it's <laughs> 1840, right? Where I have oh I have control over your name. Uh, no. First uh, of all, Ross, are you going to become Ross Holland? No, I don't think anybody <laughs> should change. I'm not like... As, and I, 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 to me, like you are... To me, you're Catherine Holland, right? You know, yes. like I you're feel like not. I would, I would consider adding a Weston being a Holland Weston, but sure. then I think that that just makes it so complicated for writing on things and whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like I and, and if people think that I'm going to be in any way, you know, upset or bent or whatever, that you wouldn't. I w- I would be happier if you didn't take change your name. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm all um, in support of shorter names. Okay. Well, in good, general. good, good, good. <laughs> uh, what are some of the other questions that people had? Hold on here. Do you have a dress yet? No. Do you have a dress yet? I do not have a dress. Do we have a date yet? No. Do we have a location no. yet? No. Do we have a guest list yet? Uh, I do. I do have that. You do. I, I keep a running one because 
when people reach out and um, because I have such a terrible memory, mm-hmm. I like to write them down when I think of them to be like, oh, my goodness, by the way, of course, this person has to be there. Do not forget. Right. So I have sort of a running a running list of that. But that said, I feel we should keep our wedding very small and just in the I feel that is very us, to be honest. Um, so I want to end off on that day, the the proposal day, as you were reading the last chapter. Um, the beginning part of that of that last chapter, mm-hmm. where where you were sort of dedicated to go to that one specific part of the of the book. Yeah. Did you have any idea what was coming up? Um, I suspected once you handed me a bouquet or had Roxy send me right. a bouquet, yes. I was like, "There's clearly something happening here." Yeah. But I didn't really still understand, especially because when I sat down and I started like speed reading this chapter, yeah. oh my goodness, I can't, it's so painful for me to go back and watch myself read this because I'm clearly in a state of panic. Sure, I'm like, trauma. What is happening? Yeah. Um. So yes, I'm literally like. <laughs> firing through this um so it, like it took me a minute to get there so i think initially when i started reading i thought this is way too long to be a proposal because i did like a skim through the pages first to yeah. see how long this whole thing was going to be and i was like there's no way i was like this has to be something else i was like i was like i just want to know just tell me what it is um so we'll finish on this story which is a story that i haven't told anywhere or anyone yet but um that book that we use in the in the proposal video was oh my was, gosh i know what story you're going to tell um, was a manufactured book right because my books weren't weren't ready yet um, parts of it were but not the whole thing so it was a slightly different cover and what happened was is that those pages from the the final version of the book the typeset was different and they were still sort of test pages right and so they were sending me everything so I can sort of build this book myself mm-hmm. for the purposes of the video. Take the pages, glue them into this sort of dummy book, put a cover <laughs> on it, everything else. Oh, I and, know. And we had kept this going, this secret going. My, I kept the secret going for um, two, almost two years. And then everybody at the publishing place uh, at Doubleday, they kept it going for I think it was a total of like six months at that point, five months at that point. And we only had a couple of days left. This was on a Friday or Thursday, and we were shooting this on the Sunday. So it was a couple of days until the video shoot day. And the publisher sent me the cover and those pages, the proposal pages, to the house in an envelope. And Catherine, who has never opened my mail ever, (laughs) Ever. it came, it was delivered to the house. She opened it, laid it all out on the counter for me, (laughs) the cover and the proposal pages, (laughs) flipped through the pages, took a picture of it and sent it to me while I was at work. Literally without even reading. I just thought, oh, these are just like some samples that you were sent. I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm sure he's probably super excited to see these samples. (laughs) So I didn't, I mean, I didn't even think to look at it because I was like, I've already read this book. I know what the situation is. So I thought it was like a font sample or a what? I was like, I don't even know what this is. Whatever. Here you go. Just in case you were expecting something, it's arrived. Sent it over. And I died. And I rushed <laughs> oh home. God. I left work early. I didn't do this, the last show that I had to do that day. And I raced home. Um, took me about 20 minutes to get there. And I ran in the house. And I didn't say anything. But what I did was I walked into Catherine's office and I just looked at her. And what I was looking for was to see if she had been crying. Oh. Right. And I knew that you just you looked at me, you turned around and you were like, hey, babe, like you normally do when I get home Mm -hmm. and you lean back, tilt your head back for a kiss. And then I kissed you. 
And I was like, okay. <laughs> You're like, she and I was like, know and I was, anything. I was like, where's that stuff? And then it was out in the, it was in, a, in the kitchen and everything was right there. And the proposal chapter start to finish <laughs> the entire thing was sitting open on the kitchen <laughs> island with a paper clip attached to it for hours for hours, it was just there with no cover, no envelope, no nothing. It was sitting out in the open for hours. And then I grabbed everything and I, I put it in back in a big envelope and I went and put it in my truck. So it never <laughs> even came back into the house after oh that my point. God, so funny. So that's how close all of this came to getting blown. I feel like you could have left it on the counter for days and I still wouldn't have No, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Listen, I mind my beeswags. Yeah. Uh, so I hope that that answers uh, uh, the questions and, and I hope that nobody, like I said, you know, spoiling this book um, was part of the plan, you know, all along. And I don't think it, I don't think it ruins the book experience. I only think that it adds to the book experience, book experience because I'm not somebody that likes loose ends and the, the book, the way that it exists now is sort of a cliffhanger in that one sort of way. And I think that the, the story needed to be finished. That chapter needed to be finished. And in order to finish that part of the story in that chapter, you needed to know that Catherine said yes. Um, and so I thank all of you, everybody wait, wait, wait. who, what? What if I had said no? Well, we, yeah, geez, what would you, what would you, what would you have said? Oh man, this book would have taken a turn. Yeah, it really would have. My life would have taken a turn, to be honest with you. I feel like, um, no, honestly, I feel like we're yeah, good. Yeah, this podcast would have sounded a whole lot different. Uh, Right. That said, before you close this off, because I know you're keen to, yeah. to wrap this up, I will say. Well, don't make it sound like that. Like, I don't want to talk to people. Well, I just think that we've talked about everything. But I go mean, ahead. Also, I mean, there's a length issue yeah. we got to consider here. Okay, go ahead. Um, I will say, Roz, mm-hmm. love you so much. Love you. And I feel like you are not given nearly enough credit for being as brave as you are in general. And I feel like this proposal is certainly one giant example of that. But I would say, even just in everyday life, I would say hosting a radio show, you have to be very brave to do that nowadays, you know, being emotionally vulnerable, putting yourself on the line, not only on the radio show, but clearly through your book. I mean, I think that's something most people would not be capable of doing, given, you know, the level of uh, intimacy and stories and detail that's in there. And then, you know, I think topping it off with this proposal in such a, you know, public but also private way mm-hmm. is something that, you know, I would not be capable of doing. And I do feel that the older I get, the more I recognize that bravery is truly one of the most important things in life. And it is truly one of the most defining things about someone. And it's the thing that takes you from the life you want or the, the life you want to, you know, living living the life you want, like from from not living it to living it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, congrats, congrats, baby. I know it's hard, but you inspire everybody. Bravery is really tough, but I think it's also muscle. You keep practicing, you know, and I think you just keep pushing it further and further. That was beautiful. Thank you. I love you so much. much. I'm delighted that you are my fiance. Oh, fiance. Thank you. Uh, and thank you everybody uh, who has ever spent, uh, even one second of your life, um, with anything that I've ever done on the radio show or the TV shows or the amount of time you're going to spend either listening to this book or reading the book. I'm, I appreciate you, uh, all of you, and you are all wonderful. Let's make him cry. No, I'm not going to cry. Let's make him cry. I've cried so much already. I don't think I have any tears left in me right now. Cry. You're the worst. Cry. You were the absolute worst. Cry. Who does that? <laughs> Who does that? Like, Obviously That's me. the worst. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, thank you all so very much. Maybe we'll do this again. 
And uh, I'll do another one of these with Catherine to sort of maybe go through, because I think that there's a lot of stuff in the book that you also didn't know about that was a, a shock to you. And I think that you learned a lot about me uh, during the process mm-hmm. of, uh, of this book. So Definitely maybe, maybe we'll come back and do it when definitive people want it. We'll do another one of these. But until then, uh, thank you all so much. Um, tons of love. And um, yeah. You're the best. Righto. How'd you feel about that? Good? I mean, it seemed fine. How'd you, you feel about it? Good? I have no idea. Yeah. How do you think I sounded? I think you sounded great. <laughs> okay, good. Fucking awesome. Woohoo! Woohoo! Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.